Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, this season is moving so quickly. By the time you guys see this, by the time this video gets posted, we're less than a week away from Christmas at this point. So I'm sure that some of us hear that and we're like, we're ready and we get super excited and we're ready to go. And and some of us hear that and we get anxious and stressed because we are not at all ready for it to happen. But I hope that you and your family are finding ways to celebrate this season as weird and out of the ordinary as it is this year. Uh, So far, as I expressed, you know, two weeks ago, this is my favorite time of year. And so far to date, even though it's been weird and different, I haven't really been disappointed. I've been spending my time listening to my Christmas playlist that I add to and I curate every year. Uh, We've been dressing Kaylin in these really adorable little Christmas outfits and pajamas. And and this year she got to take part in her very first Christmas party, thanks to Forge Kids and the virtual Christmas party that they hosted for for Awakens Kids last weekend. Uh, A big thank you to Steve and, and those that helped him organize that. That was just such a cool thing. And for me as a new parent, it was such a cool thing to see how excited she was, even on a computer screen, to see people and to hear them talking to her and call her name. And it was just such a cool thing as a as a new dad for me to watch so thank you guys I know my family appreciated it I know that other families within Awaken appreciated it too so kudos you guys did a really great job Um, in addition to that we've been looking for ways to follow up on the challenge uh, that we left a couple weeks ago how to be in the light in the darkness for others during this difficult season and so we've talked in this series about how this time of year is brings a lot of joy and celebration but it can also bring depression, anxiety, and grief. And that's that's any year, let alone this year, when many people are already feeling isolated, withdrawn, and starved for relational connection. And yet what we're celebrating in the midst of this darkness, in this Advent season, is the arrival of the light of the world, Jesus Christ, and with him, a hope and a peace that shines through the darkness that we're experiencing. But what I want us to look at today is, is what does that actually mean? We've talked during this season both about celebrating the arrival of a light in the darkness, but also being a light in the darkness to others around us. And there's a, a saying in, in leadership, maybe you've heard it, that's you can't lead someone to somewhere you've never been. Um, similarly, I, I would say you can't share something with someone else that you don't have yourself. So in order for us to share this light, we need to both uh, hold the light for ourselves before we can share it with others. And so in order for us to be able to share it, we have to hold it ourselves. And in order for us to hold it ourselves, I feel like we need to understand what that means. We have to be able to answer that question that Amina Brown uh, asked in her spoken word piece that we used last week in in our virtual worship gathering. This question she asked, how does this Jesus intersect with our brokenness? How does this Jesus intersect with our brokenness? And it is a, a rich and a complex question, and it merits a rich and a complex answer. But I think that we can 
try, begin to try to answer that question uh, by looking at the very first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Um, normally, I'm I'm uh, on the ball and I, I mark these ahead of time. I forgot to do that this time, so I'm turning to it now. But this is uh, the Gospel of Matthew, and uh, this is chapter one, so it's right at the very beginning. Uh, it's the first chapter in the New Testament, and so we're talking about. Uh, this is Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus. And so uh, we're going to pick up, uh, first he goes through a genealogy, genealogy of Jesus, and then we're, where we pick it up, we're going to pick it up in verse 18. And so this is what uh, it says in Matthew 1.18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you've grown up in church, or even if you watch certain Christmas specials this time of year, a lot of that narrative is, is something that you've heard before. Where I really want us to key in is the very, very last verse of that, where they talk about that there was a prophecy uh, that this child who was to come would be Emmanuel, would be God with us. This is actually the prophet Isaiah, uh, who we uh, read some prophecy from Isaiah two weeks ago to kick off the series. Uh, he foretold that the Messiah that was to come, uh, that he described as this new light that was to dawn on a people living in deep darkness, would be Emmanuel, meaning God with us what we refer to as the incarnation, right? God coming into the flesh and becoming one of us, living as one of us. So the way that we begin to answer that question of how Jesus intersects with our brokenness is that Jesus intersects with our brokenness. He is able to because he can identify with our brokenness. He has experienced it. The book of Hebrews says this in, in Hebrews chapter four, uh, it says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. What is worse than going through something difficult is going through something difficult alone. And so we surround ourselves with community uh, who genuinely know us, lovingly support us, and honestly challenge us. But we also have this Emmanuel, a God who is with us and, as it says in Hebrews, perfectly understands our struggles. There are some of you watching this right now who are struggling with finances during this holiday season, stressing, overpaying bills, let alone being able to do the things that you would like to do this season for your family or for others. Uh, 
Jesus can identify with that. Jesus himself was homeless and relied fully on the hospitality of others for food and a place to stay. He knows what it feels like to not know where your next meal is coming from. Uh, some of you watching this are experiencing grief this year because there are loved ones who you have lost, and, and that's especially present and especially painful at this time of year. Jesus also experienced, experienced loss, and there was nothing about his divinity that prevented him from feeling the grief that came with that loss. We read in the Gospels Jesus openly weeping as he mourns the loss of a close friend. Some of you watching this are feeling an intense loneliness. Maybe this is the first year in, in a long time or maybe the first year ever that you aren't going to be spending the holidays with family, either because they're not local or because they're high risk. Um, whatever the case, you're not going to see them and that's, that's very difficult for you. Um, Jesus was no stranger to loneliness either. During the lowest points of his life, he was alone not surrounded by his friends and disciples, or and even crying out to, to God the Father that he felt abandoned by him. We have a God who is with us, not in spite of, but especially in our brokenness. And he is able to empathize because he has experienced it himself. And this is the light that we hold. This is the, the light that we celebrate, the arrival of this Messiah, of this Jesus at this time of year. Of course, as we've been talking about, it's only partially about holding that light for ourselves. It's about sharing this light that we have with others. Um, there's a beautiful visual that I have in my head when I think about this. Uh, the church that I grew up in had a tradition, and so uh, I experienced it growing up. And, and we actually, when I came to Awaken, we adopted this tradition. I brought it with me to Awaken. And so every year for Christmas Eve, the church that I grew up in, uh, would have a, a candlelight service on Christmas Eve. And so on the way in, everybody would get a candle and they would hold on to it for the entire service until the very end. And then to end the night, we would always end with Silent Night. Uh, that's the carol that we would sing. And when we did, when we sang that song, they would kill all the lights in the room except for the Advent candles that would be lit at the front of the room. And uh, it would be dark enough that you could kind of make out the, the silhouettes of, of the people around you, but, but not much more than that. And then right before we'd start to sing the song, the minister uh, would take his candle and he would go to the Advent wreath and he would light his candle off of the, the Christ candle in the center. And then he would walk to the first row of people and he would light three or four people's candles. And then they in turn would take their candle and light the candles of, of those around them. And so one by one, these tiny flickering lights would multiply from the front to the back of the room. And by the time it was done, the entire room was lit up. This is what I envision when I think about and when and when we challenge us to share the light with others this season, to, to be a light in the darkness and share that light with those around us who need it. In doing so, uh, just like that that dark room where we could barely see one another was transformed and lit uh, to the point where the lights might as well have been on. When we, when we do this, when we hold the light that we have, when we recognize this Emmanuel, this God with us who is present and can empathize with the, the struggles and the trials that we walk through, when we hold that light for ourselves and then we share that light with others, the good news that, hey, there is a God who loves you, there is a God who is with you, and there is a God who understands what you're going through and that I want to be with you, I want to be 
that that God with you right now. I want to be come beside you and be a part of that being with you. When we share that good news with others, uh, especially in this season where people desperately need it, we make the world a little less dark. And so hopefully that is inspiring to you. Hopefully that challenges you to want to, to seek out how to do that. Um, as you reflect on that, uh, either in your family or your missional communities, we have a, a few questions that we want you to kind of dive into to go a little bit deeper with this idea that we've just kind of introduced uh, this week. And so the, the first question uh, is a head question. And so it says, uh, the question is, in what way is Jesus the light of the world? In what way is Jesus the light of the world? We've referred to him uh, as that during this series with our light and darkness imagery. It comes straight out of scripture, but what does that actually mean? Break that down. What, in what way is Jesus the light of the world? The second question, this is where we turn inward. It's a heart question. We we get uh, we reflect on what the Spirit is doing in us. And so the second question is, how am I experiencing the God with me during this season? How am I experiencing the God with me during this season? It's important that we not think about this Emmanuel as a God with us in this broad, nonspecific sense, right? If God is with us, then God is with me intimately, personally, part of my life. And so the question then is to reflect on on um, what the Spirit is doing in you right now is how am I experiencing the God with me during this season? Finally, the last question, this is going to be a carryover of a challenge that we've used earlier in this season because I think it's it's what this should be pushing us to and motivating us towards is how can you be a light in the darkness this season to someone who needs it? How can you be a light in the darkness this season to someone who needs it? Of course, as a, as a church that uh, is a missional church and encourages all of our people to be living a life that is on mission and partnering with God and to be present in the neighborhood and the networks of people that we live in to bring that presence of God into that those neighborhoods and networks, we always want to be about being a light in the darkness. But as we've discussed, in a season that can be especially low and especially dark for some people, the challenge is, again, how can you be a light in the darkness this season to someone who needs it? Thank you guys so much for, for continuing to engage in these virtual worship gatherings and, and, and break them down in your missional communities and with your families. As was announced at the beginning of this video, next week is going to look a little bit different. Instead of posting the video uh, Saturday evening so that it's available on Sunday, uh, we are going to be posting the video on Wednesday the 23rd. It'll probably be later in the evening uh, so that it's there for you on Christmas Eve. It's there for you on Christmas Day. And so we encourage you to... Uh, whether, however you want to make that a part of your tradition and a part of your practice this year, you can use it as you celebrate on Christmas Eve as part of that, or you can use it as you celebrate on Christmas Day, or you can engage with it afterwards. But it will be there for you if you choose to make it a part of your family's tradition and rhythm this holiday. We'll be uh, going through the Christmas narrative and we'll be singing some carols together. And so uh, we just wanted that to be available to you uh, prior to the holiday season so that you could choose to use it as your family celebrates this year. So uh, we um, are excited about you being a part of that. And then we will see you uh, after that, after the holidays. We hope that they're uh, great. We hope that you find ways to celebrate, just like we said at the beginning, even 
in a season that is kind of out of the ordinary uh, the way that this looks. So uh, God bless you guys and we'll see you on Christmas Eve.